Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That's 1490 Information with Inspiration. Reminding you that you can uh, catch up with us at Facebook.com, KLGO Radio. You can tweet us at the word 1491. Juan in there will take care of that and shows at KLGO.net. And in the studio, of course, with me is First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davis. Son, glad to see you back from the brink of uh, <laughs> disaster. Yeah, <laughs> you know my family through the years have called me Miss Disaster because, uh, it, jokingly, Cindy, I hope uh, so. because uh, you know I do have an autoimmune disorder, and I through the years it's just been one thing after another. But I did have a surgical procedure this week. Uh, it was a new thing. A new thing for me and a new thing for the doctors. They got a, they brought a specialist in to uh, drain my brain, we call it. And um, it turned out a really well. A literal and not figurative brain drain. Now, <laughs> I've heard the figurative term brain drain, but we've now see the walking example of uh, a brain drain. Well, it basically uh, is um, was a more simplified procedure than I had about 18 months ago. I have a brain fungus that is between my uh, upper sinus and now, the frontal Evelyn, lobe. Now, this and is just TMI. Yes. Too so, much information. <laughs> <laughs> no, inflammation is what it is. But I am doing well. I am, you know, there are still issues we're working with. We've got 10 days work waiting on cultures. And once that happens, we'll get on with our life. We've always done that. But, <clears throat> and of course, my voice is not very good, but uh, that's part of it at all. Well, your heart's we, awesome. Hey, I hear another voice in the studio. Uh, we do have a very special friend in the studio with today. It's my friend Jan Plunkett. Many Austinites and Round Rock people know Jan. And so welcome, Jan. We're glad to have you here. Week and uh, we I've witnessed her brain drain, <laughs> <laughs> and we've had an exciting week in the midst of all that's been going oh, on. Oh, I know that. I was so grateful to uh, see you at the breakfast, uh, of course, uh, and because you did a fabulous job. Uh, being her right hand woman at the right uh, with her. at the breakfast. Of, speaking of which, Evelyn. Let's say about that. You know, all these years, Cindy, that you and I've worked together, and uh, the years that we plowed into National Day of Prayer and prayer events here in our city, I would have to tell you that was the most electrifying uh, group of leaders in this city who stood before God and prayed for us and for our state and our nation. If you're wondering what we're talking about, especially for those who are joining us uh, from Patriotic Now Radio, we welcome you once Mm -hmm. again. And from KGC... Uh, S dot net. That is, uh, Jesus Country Show, Chuck Walker. Mm-hmm. Thanks for, uh, streaming Love Talk. Uh, both of these, uh, radio shows as well as KLGO have picked us up and we're grateful for that. But if you're wondering what we're talking about this week, one of the, the great traditions in Texas. Now you've established some phenomenal traditions within National Day of Prayer, but our legislature has a 30 plus year tradition mm-hmm. of having 
having a legislative prayer breakfast in and around the start of the new legislative session. This is the 83rd legislature of of Texas. And uh, like Evelyn said, oh, my gosh, this freshman class is just awesome. Of course, we've got some senior statesmen there who uh, were representatives. David Dewhurst uh, just uh, opened uh, his heart and just prayed so fervently uh, for the leadership. Uh, A young man named um, um, Scott Turner. Scott Turner. Thank you. Uh, Representative from Plano. Earlier. Mm -hmm. It just was awesome. Mm -hmm. And he is a new representative uh, representing the the North Dallas Mm -hmm. area. And what about Representative uh, Sylvester Turner? He closed and that was precious as well. He's a more senior of the statesmen there. And Representative Perry chaired that. and Charles he, Perry? Yes, he came over uh, to visit with us a little bit, and he had tears in his eyes because we had a large, um, re- I mean, we had a good group there mm-hmm. that was representative mm-hmm. of the military and education, and we tried to do that uh, around the seven centers of power. Mm-hmm. To let them know we are praying for them. And it was a magnificent morning. And then, of course, later we had a little state meeting, and that was exciting. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, Cindy, a lot of other things have gone on this week. Let's well. hear it, because we can run it down besides what's going on in the legislature, which is incredibly important. Because, you know, Ellen, years and years ago, I had the privilege of working for, like, seven of those guys that live yeah. in that pink building down the yeah, road. And back into the I won't tell you their names that I start with because then that'll really date me. <laughs> but it wasn't Sam Houston. Uh, but sometime after Sam Houston. But anyway, there are a lot of things coming out of the legislature. You know, there is a uh, a bill coming out to protect Texans to be able to opt out of abortion. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Senator Birdwell has uh, signed the Campus Protection Act, which is, uh, you know, has the prospect Wonderful. of allowing people to be able to defend themselves and arm themselves on campus. We've got a lot going on with Attorney General Abbott and in legislation uh, protection of the Second Amendment. We've got some stronger uh, parental control stuff coming out that that uh, Representative Jeff, Jeff Leach has signed on to. There's going to be uh, quite a bit going on coming out of one of our reps in South Texas having to do with human trafficking. So Texas, I mean, there is some outstanding Mm -hmm. stuff. Now, on the flip side, we've had some bills signed within Texas for uh, same-sex marriage Mm -hmm. and DOMA cases. And you know right now we're prepping for uh, the hearing that's going to come up March the 26th and 27th before the Supreme Court on mm-hmm. DOMA. And so a whole lot of things going on, which, by the way, uh, Tim Tebow managed to get himself in just his <laughs> heart. He and that Baptist preacher out of Dallas, huh? You know, Dr. Jeffries uh, is a forefront uh, warrior. First and, Dallas, ba- I mean, First Baptist mm-hmm. Dallas, yeah. And I've known him for years. I've interviewed him uh, ten dozen times. Uh, he has a passion for preserving liberty in this nation. And according to the, you know, the Constitution, but also according to the Ten Commandments and the, and the, the principles and promises of God. And so he is a very verbal uh, public uh, pastor 
and um, it, unfortunately, uh, it's um, it's become a headline issue with Tim Tebow, and and uh, we I don't know the details. Well, here's it. the backdrop. He was scheduled to speak uh, pretty soon with mm-hmm. them, and uh, it got you know it kind of got out. There's a press release. He sure. was going to be speaking, and sure enough, someone got hold of it and said, you know, it was kind of like going to speak at. Uh, Liberty University or yes. King's College. You remember all well, that? Yeah. That, that platform, absolutely. So, you know, it got out that Tim Tebow was going to go speak at a church, a controversial church. Yes. That it at best was controversial and at worst were hate mongers. Now, here is the substance of the hate mongering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Jeffries has been known to speak uh, about Mormonism. He's mm-hmm. been known to speak his opinion about homosexuality and right. same-sex marriage in light of the defense mm-hmm. of marriage. Yes. Not so much just, you know, eliciting comment about homosexuality. Right. So Tim Tebow, now, you know, quarterbacking for the Jets, having just been signed. We don't know what his constraints are in his contract, you know, with the Jets, mm-hmm. but uh, about out of that. Yeah. Well, you know, he, uh, Pastor Jeffers is not the only locally, uh, pastor in round, uh, in Flurio, uh, faces same issue when mm-hmm. the school, uh, mm-hmm. superintendent, uh, upon his own authority, uh, put forth a proclamation and, uh, for the school board and, um, he, the pastor spoke against it and that was some of the comments that were made against Pastor, uh, Washburn, Dr. Washburn, is that we are hate mongers if we don't recognize, uh, same-sex marriage. And, you know, biblically it's not right, Cindy, and so it is hard sometimes for us to express the opinions and the biblical evidence for that without being called hate mongers. Well, you know, Jeffrey's comments were, uh, and I went back and read some of his uh-huh. stuff in, in, in context, and he spoke of it with regard to these these behaviors being sin. Yes. Now, he did not say these are the only behaviors and everyone else out here, you got it all together. But mm-hmm. he he put it in context of these are things that in a biblical context mm-hmm. are regarded as sin. Yes. And, in, and for that to fall within the category of hate mongering is going to be really interesting for you and I. And we're going to come back. You know, we're in this series talking about be not afraid and the love of God. And we're going to come back and we're going to touch a little bit more on spreading fear throughout the nation. This is Love Talk on the Word. Cindy Vonna, love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios, 1490 AM, information with inspiration, reminding you that you can catch up with us streaming live at klgo.net. You can also 
get the audio portion of this program at lovetalknetwork.com. And today we welcome Patriotic Now Radio and KJCI kjcs.net Evelyn a few more things that are going to be coming up is February 28th this collegiate day of prayer also we got Rick Santorum coming yes. March the 5th for the Texas Defense of, of uh, Defense League and uh, we'll be out teaching on March the 23rd but um you know, there there have been some other things in the news having to do well, with well, we <laughs> stirring talk- up fear through the media. <laughs> well, when when we talk about news, um, it it goes way beyond news, Cindy. It becomes uh, a frenzy. Media just generates frenzy. And what does frenzy bring to your life and my life? It brings fear. It brings fear. And so it's not just the radio. It's not the pastors in the pulpit. It's not, it's not the news journals like the Good News Journals, or it's not love talk necessarily. But it's all of it that you put together. And you have to think about your audience. And a good illustration this week is of the fear that's in the hearts of parents regarding some of the Geico ads. And <laughs> the Geico pig is in major deep <laughs> Absolutely. And the th- re- one of the reasons for that is because of Miss Piggy with children. You know, Miss Piggy is a children's Oh, yeah. Hero. Children identify with Miss Piggy. And okay, so, so in comes the new pig. In comes, his name is Maxwell. <laughs> and uh, there have been a number of uh, really um, insensitive ads that Geico has. But the one that's really on the hot plate this week is he... Uh, Maxwell is in the car with a very young female and it has spiritual innuendos and like she's getting oh she's falling in love with this pig and um, and it's really bad and well they're stranded the pig the pig wants to play his video games but she they have the girl making sexual Overtones right. to the pig. Now you know there was a time they had a word for that, and you could be arrested and go to jail for it. Beastality. Yeah, yeah. That's and, what the parents are being sensitive. Well, to. that in the fact that they would take a hero of a child and introduce this concept, and of course she gets really angry because the tow truck gets there and breaks up this whatever was going on. Now. That is the extreme, Cindy, of what's happening today in media. And that's one of the greatest fears that parents have. I have friends that do not let their children watch TV at all anymore. They, they pre-take things and, and, and you almost have to do that because young age children are so easily swayed to think the way the world thinks. And our theme for this series that we are in is to think Think, think about what God says real life is. And the principles that we're talking about in teaching are the yes life. Yes. And the example that we have given to those who may be listening to us for the first time today is the, the day, the morning, the noon, the afternoon of the cross when the three crosses were put in place and Jesus issued an invitation. And one of the thieves, and they were thieves, they weren't media mongrels, they were thieves. One of the thieves immediately accepted 
the truth. And the other one said, oh, that can't be true. If you were, tr- if that was true, you would do this, 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 and this. So we have a yes answer and a no answer to the plan of God, to the truth of God. And so as we're in this series of talking about how it is that we can use the yes life, because the scripture tells us all the promises of the Father are yes in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is pro-life. There is no doubt he is pro-life. He even raised Lazarus from the dead back to life so that he could be a servant. So when we're talking about the media and some of the other things that we're going to be wrapping around these principles, we have to stop and think how much our lifestyle has changed, how much communication has changed, and how important Christian radio is in this nation. And so when we're looking at what it is that we're going to do, yes, uh, there, the Lord has given us clear directions. And that's called his word. Yeah. And uh, I think you, you did a, a beautiful job of setting that up. You know, um, we're in this series, uh, the yes life and we're, we've laid the foundation under be not afraid. Because honestly, Evan, I have never seen so much fear in in people's hearts as I see now. And the mystery of it is, is it's an abstract fear. Mm -hmm. I can't tell what, you mean, there was a time you knew what it is you were afraid of. But this reminds me of like when you're a kid, you know, and Mm -hmm. you go to sleep at night and you think there's a boogeyman in your closet, you know, and, and, and it's an unfounded fear, but it is, it's a, it's a fear of your imagination. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that uh, there aren't things to be afraid of. And in some cases, there are some literal things to be afraid of. But it's yeah. not like that that uh, coalescing fear that we've had in the world before of a single evil fi- figure mm-hmm. like Hitler or where a country is at, at war, let's say, as we were in Vietnam, the fear of of war or the fear mm-hmm. of a, a world war it's not those things but the fear of economic collapse the fear of some kind of you know giant bug you know getting loose across yes. the i mean it is if i pick up a paper it will run the gamut from yeah. meteorites yeah. and meteorites asteroids all of that all the way down to Food and what you eat, yeah, and it job, is, career. It, you know. it it is just so. What what would you talk about the plain truth being? Well, the plain truth has to be Jesus' truth, mm-hmm. and um, there's an enemy to that, Cindy. And that's that's one of the things that we um, we don't consider sometimes is. There is always an enemy to the truth, and that is the falsehood that comes from sin and from the one that perpetrates sin in our life. But if we're going to look at fear in my life, in your life, we well, never... Well, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, let's not. not. <laughs> or maybe in Jan. Jan, if I ask you, 
What What is the fear that you are living with, even today or tomorrow? How would you articulate that? You, you're sitting in with us today, hearing us wow. talk about it. Wow. Now, what a I question to be okay. sitting in and someone wow. ask you. Well, um I I wrote down a couple of things. I wrote down a couple of things about fear and what people maybe they don't realize are fear, the security of their lives, mm-hmm. uh, the hope that they desire and need and and want and pray for, but yet they live their day to day lives, uh, wanting a security and I think a lot not to be abandoned by the people around them. They oh, want love and support. So, you know, Jan. This goes back to the core of what we've been talking about. You know, as we have watered down culturally uh, into we provide for our own security, we have lost sight of the knowledge that our security comes from the one God. The one and only God. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. And mm-hmm. if you have watered down who God is, as in, you know, it's the small G gods, the mm-hmm. gods of our own making versus the God who made us, who created us, who set in place the promises of uh, for all mankind and whose disposition is to fill, fulfill those promises and did so in Christ Jesus. That is the danger of having watered down this concept of one God, one mediator, one mm-hmm. reconciler who is father of all to all mankind, the entire race, desiring the same welfare for all of his children, having shed his blood, not just for those who believe, but for all, including all those who have sinned and will sin, and has the same interest, Evelyn, in you and I, as he does to the one who rejects him completely. Well, that's true. And so when you have the oneness of who Christ Jesus is with the Father, it is so uh, important to allow him to be God in our life, to be the strength of our life, the truth of our life. And we we had talked earlier about the enemy of uh, fear is the enemy. First of all, it's the enemy of truth. It's the enemy of our faith and it's enemy of trust. And even when you put faith and trust together, uh, sometimes uh there is a division there. We can have faith that God's going to answer and provide for us. But then if we just don't trust him to do that, then where are we? We've separated ourselves again from truth because he says, I am with you. I am Emmanuel. I have come. I will come again. And so when we begin to doubt those things, and that's what fear is, fear you know, doubt feeds fear. And so the two answers to that is to know who Christ is and to believe him and to trust him. And as we do that, then it's it gives us an opportunity to move on in life. And so we're go- I know we're going to talk about that. Yeah, and I want Jan to come back and finish her thoughts on security as we're talking about, is there one God? This is Love Talk on the Word, and will this one God satisfy fear?
Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM information with inspiration. And of course, in the studio with me is First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net and you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. And in the studio with us today is one of Evelyn's longtime good buddies, BFS, Jan Plunkett. And we were asking Jan the question as we've talked about the love of God being that which casts out fear. By that meaning Christ Jesus, the perfect love of God is what casts out. It isn't us loving perfectly that would cast out fear. But we asked you earlier, Jan, the question about security. And I and I think you, you had a couple more thoughts on that. Well, I think about fear of security. People want security, whether it's money or for others to accept them in their lives and care about them. They fear abandonment, people rejecting them. But to stand alone before God and keeping... Um, uh, that oneness with God then able to enables you to love others. And this was my thought. So. Well, that's what Jesus said. He said, I'm one with the Father. Mm-hmm. Evelyn, you know, how did we get where we are today in a country that has so much and yet people cannot get enough security? Well, Cindy, you know, to answer that question, we just need to go back to uh, to what God has written in his word that gives us a basis and a foundation for his being at one with the Father. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. And when we are one and you are in me, you are in him. But in when Paul came forth and he was dealing with the Romans who were their captives, who put fear in the hearts of every man. And they were the ones that really, uh, were the executioners for Jesus. You know, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees brought it to the court and the Romans were the court. And so out of that, Paul gives, gives us a really good description of where we are right now. And it's, it's in Romans 119. He said, people are living in a way they're trying to put a shroud over the truth. <laughs> Now, what's the slab? Well, it's the death clothes. So in other words, we cover the truth with death. Those mm-hmm. things that represent death. Those, you know, Dr. Peterson, what, yeah. what can we say? But thank you. And it says the basic reality of God is plain enough. The reality of God. It says open your eyes because it's there. Uh, just take a long, thoughtful look at God, what he's created. And he said, people always have been able to see see with their eyes, but they can see what they can't see because of Jesus, eternal power and the ministry of a divine being. But nobody has a good excuse for not seeing God. That's what Paul's saying here. He shows himself that we might know him. And then he says this, what has happened is this people knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness <laughs> and confusion, so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. Oh Cindy M G I this week I have thought now you and I because of our lives and the where the Lord has placed us 
I deal more with Christians than non-Christians. You well, know, I deal a lot with non-Christians okay. because of the Good News Journal. Okay, yeah. well, let's. I feel like Christians have lost their minds lately. Mm-hmm. Ah, the things they lost their anchor and their talk about confusion. The confusion mm-hmm. is no longer. You can no longer just say, "Oh my gosh, the world who doesn't know Jesus Christ is confused." Mm-hmm. I find Christians who claim to know Jesus Christ as confusing mm-hmm. or as confused. As those yes. who don't know him. Because I will tell you, it is like Christians are the sky is falling. It is chicken little mm, out yes. there. Yes. That is, that can't be right. What is What else well, does... Uh, Paul says that, you know, we have the ability to see it. But if we're looking at media, and we're, you're getting real simple here. Mm-hmm. That's what our purpose is, is to simplify the yes life. And it's simply this. He says people knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all and were illiterate regarding I want to say that again. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. Boy, does that not say a mouthful what really matters in life, Mm -hmm. what really uh, causes consequences in life. I see people stunned all the time at the consequences of their life as if, you know, if culture says there are no consequences, Mm -hmm. then there's no consequences. And then when they find themselves dealing with consequences, they're stunned. Yeah, don't know how to deal with it. And that's really the truth, illiterate in life. Well, if you know the truth, the word says it'll set you free to be what God's designed Mm -hmm. you to be. But Paul goes on to say, what did really happen? They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for what? Cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. Now, this is Dr. Eugene Peterson, uh, message in Romans 1, 19 following. So what did God do? He said, so God said in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you'll get. He always gives us what we want. Buyer beware. And it wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. And all of this, why, Cindy? Because they traded the true God for a fake God, and worship the God they made with their hands instead of the God who made them. The God we bless, the God who blesses us. Oh, yes. And this is in the scripture. This is the yes lie. That's what Dr. Peterson calls it. So what what does this tell us, Cindy? It tells us that we have created our own problems because we have taken a substitute for what? Truth. What is that major substitute? It's two things, I think. Number one is media, and number two is entitlement. We think the world owes us a living. The government owes us a living. Or we may have made Christ Jesus our Santa Claus. And so we are in a state in America today where we've never been before. And that's why this week at the Texas State Capitol... When we sat there and listened to those legislators call on the God of this universe, the Lord Jesus Christ, for truth 
and for leadership and for courage and all the things they ask for. We have, we have exactly what we need in this time, Cindy, you and I do, to make a change in our world. And it comes, what we said earlier, that we come to know the love of the Lord Jesus and we live it in a way that others can come to know him. Because if we don't love him enough, we are never going to love others enough. So we are here to bless. Mm-hmm. We're not here to curse. And to bless, we have to know the truth. And that's why we are doing this series, Cindy, on the yes life. It's so simple. It is simple. And yet, we don't understand that it all starts with perfect love. Christ is perfect love. You know, Evelyn, um, I love the the conclusion of this is the God we bless and the God who blesses us. Um, we have forgotten that the main purpose of our lives is to bless God and to bless others. This is what the promise of God was to Abraham in the desert. Then as you were talking about entitlement and, and we look at the silliness and confusion that Dr. Peterson talks about, it is because we have traded uh, eternal power for entitlement and believing that in, in that we can be empowered in life by serving ourselves primarily and seeking power for ourselves. But these are the icons. These are the cheap roadside figurines that we've purchased along the way in our journey in life where God has said, I'm asking you to make a journey Yes, like the thief did with me on the cross where Jesus said to him, tonight, Mm -hmm. this night, immediately, you will be in paradise with me. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM information with inspiration, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. And in the studio, of course, with me is First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison and her BFF, Jan Plunkett. And we're talking today, as we have been in this series, The Yes Life, about the love of God and talking about be not afraid and the Perfect love of God casting out fear. And we were stepping through Evelyn Romans 119 out of the message where, where Dr. Peterson says, Hey, people are putting a shroud over the truth 
and uh, that really the reality of God is as plain as it can be, that when people look at the creative work of God, it is easy to see it. And yet we have gotten to a place where we've traded our our sensibilities to see what God's doing for our own confusion. And we've pretended not to recognize those things. And in, as a result, we've become illiterate in life. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about how there's joy this journey of fear of purchasing small gods as we take this journey well maybe if i buy this little god right mm-hmm. here this road this little segment of the road of life won't be quite as fearful evelyn how do we get off that that frenzied fear into in that trail of fear and trade that for joy in the journey well, he, Jesus gave us some wonderful examples of, he said, I've come that you might have joy. And for us, joy is when we are at peace with God. Uh, we talked about some of the, that fear is the enemy of faith. Fear is, um, keeps us from believing the truth. And the truth is what gives us the energy and the power, Cindy, to operate in a world that is confused around us and brings confusion to our own life. And it is a frenzy. That's what media does. And I'm not talking about us. You know, well, we may do that today. I, I mean, know. you know, if, if someone wanted to bring us to account for that, I would want to listen to that. Surely. Uh, I, I have a good friend, a uh, good atheist friend that regularly, uh, debates with me and so i and i see him sometimes at the capitol but the important thing the principle that we want to nail down today cindy is that uh truth brings faith faith is the partner of truth and when we know the truth and we believe that then our next part of this journey joy uh, journey of joy is to trust god Trust come. Uh, reminds me uh, of a story I uh, got this week for the Good News Journal about a friend named Sharla that has spent a lot of times making fun of her Christian friends. And she didn't quite understand what the real Christian life was. And, and sometimes, you know, our Christian friends have a spiritual superiority and it turns us off. But she hung in there with them and... Um, she did mock them, and she'd tell them they sounded like old women, but they continued to love Sharla. And uh, finally one day, after a very sad experience, she woke up to the fact that she was pursuing the wrong road. Uh, she was not on a joy journey. And uh, so she uh, she went to them, and uh, there was one of the girls that was especially uh, close to her, and she humbled herself before Gwen. This is a true story. And she began to wake up to the fact that she really was not going in the direction she needed to go. And Gwen had an influence on her life. And you know why, Cindy? Because Gwen prayed for her, prayed with her when she would let her. And so she shared Jesus' answer for you, and that is what we've been talking about. Perfect love casts out fear. So let's talk about how you start that journey. What is the first step? The first step is to receive that gift of love that Jesus came to offer us. That is the very first step. 
And as we do that, then it, we begin the journey of his erasing, using that holy eraser to remove our fear and replace it with love and trust and kindness and goodness. In fact, the word of God says, Evelyn, under the kingdom of grace, that when you accept Jesus Christ, then your sins go before you to judgment. And when you arrive and you profess Jesus Christ as your Savior, he does no longer seize your sin. He, he has a holy eraser. That's right. Now, people do a not get eraser. that. Yes. yes. Now, that doesn't mean to continue sinning, but with regard to these first and second steps yes. that you're talking about. Yes. So when we realize that we are on the wrong track, we are on the wrong road, uh, we are not believing truth. We're not on the truth path. And we come to realize that, then it begins that journey of learning and, and discovering the real truth of God. It does not come overnight. It takes years. I can't tell you how many years it took me before my children stopped calling me Sergeant Mother, where I learned to trust God for them, guide them, love them, encourage them, uh, lift them up, hold them up, uh, correct them. But it took a long time, and so it doesn't happen overnight. And then sometimes, it, like Paul, it took Paul two years. He went to the desert. He went in there blind, and he came out seeing the reality of the living God. And so if, if fear is going to be um, a part of our life, then it will be an enemy to the simple life that we're talking about. Unless, Evelyn, we cultivate the healthy fear the reverence of God so that we understand the internal implications and are not confused about the difference between the carnal life and life with Christ, the abundant life. For God's plan is to do what? Cast out fear and provide mm-hmm. blessings daily as we do, as we follow Jesus. That's so true. And Cindy, he gives us a direction for doing that. He said, every day I want you to go to Calvary. I want you to go to the foot of the cross. And the cross to us does not mean death. It means life. And pick up your life. Pick up my life and follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. And we don't quite understand how we appropriate that in our life other than to trust him in the areas where we have no ability to change. We may have a husband that is the meanest man in town, may get drunk every Saturday night, come home, beat all the children. Uh, we have to trust God with his life. The same way if we have a wonderful husband who is a godly man and is just not perfect but loves us and cares for us, we have to love him and respect him but be our own person. There's just so many of these little side trails and detours of fear 
that enter into our life. Well, I mean, we, you can make anything your God. You can make your That's husband. You said. can make your children. You can make House. your job. You can make your car. You bet. You know, I'm going to raise the perfect children. I'm going to have the perfect family. And then, boy, does fear get a foothold in that when your children turn out to not be perfect, you know, or you oh, turn out God. to not have the perfect, if you've set out to have the perfect marriage and then you find, you know, like all of us have to admit we don't have it. Then fear gets a foothold because surely that was the expectation of everyone around you and and Jesus himself that you would have that perfect life. It doesn't work that way. It is Jesus Christ who is perfect love, who comes to be resident in our lives. And it is in that way, Evelyn, that we get off that that fearful the roller coaster. That's right. And where we are, where we, you know, that in scripture, that uh, in Aramaic, frequently Jesus is referred to as the pilot. Yes. And the navigator mm-hmm. of our lives. If you were to translate Aramaic or Greek or Hebrew, depending on what letter you're reading, that would be the translation having to do with Jesus guiding our lives. Jan, were you trying to say something as we close? I had um, such experiences, Evelyn, talking about Gwen and Charlotte. And that... Uh, Gwen was able to love Charlotte unconditionally where she was and keep on keeping on. And uh, then to know in her heart, even though where she was, to know when Gwen knew in her heart that that sh- where she where Charlotte could come in her life and not give up on her. Mm. And that's the thought I had. You know, that is what love does, Cindy. It does not give up. We none of us are perfect. I tell me every day I am not perfect. You know, I'll do something wrong. Don't. I don't even have to remind Jim Vaughn of that. He so knows that. He so knows that. So if you can identify with the imperfect life, but what you really want to identify with is the perfect love of Christ. You want to know that perfect life. Evelyn, once again, we want to tell our friends how they can do that. Well, it's very simple. It's the ABCs of life, ABCs of love. You first, oh, you acknowledge that you don't have the power to be what he wants you to be. And you come to believe that Jesus Christ is the truth of life. And, and, and as you believe that, then you confirm it. You confess it with him and begin to seek him daily to make those decisions that are necessary to live a life of love. Uh, we thank you for joining us for Love Talk. Uh, Cindy, give them our phone number. Yeah. So they have you can call can Evelyn call. on the love line at 249-6535. You can catch up with us on lovetalknetwork.com and at klgo.net. You can Facebook us. You can tweet us. Oh, man, we're everywhere. And by the way, today... Go out and face your fear with perfect love. This is Love Talk on the Word. Thank you, Jim. <laughs>